0: One Cowboys source says the Cowboys are desperately trying to trade inside the top 14. Who could that be for? And we will preview the 2022 NFL draft of the Dallas Cowboys. All that and more in this episode of Locked on Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked on Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day. on. Locked, lock, lock, on. Locked on. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's show is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll tre- treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Cowboys listeners will get fifty dollars off five hundred. Just use promo code Locked On at checkout. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Layden McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Layden, we are almost here. We are one sleep away from the NFL Draft. Hi, everybody. What's what's the
1: what's the old Disney commercial where they show the kids in the uh, bed and they're I'm too excited to sleep? (laughs) Uh, That's likely going to be us tonight. I mean, I I think uh, you know it's. I, I think I've mentioned this before. There's a lot of stuff going on in my personal life and, and work life right now but every once in a while it's like I remember that the draft is like less than 24 hours away it's less than a week away whatever the time frame was yeah uh, and it, it's like a little shot of adrenaline so I'm certainly ready for this
0: yeah so we we've got a lot to talk about the Cowboys had their pre-draft press conference yesterday yep. which you and I both watched I mean we could talk about it but was there anything in there that you really thought was notable?
1: There were a couple of nuggets, you know, I think some people, uh, they get lulled to sleep by Jerry's, you know, and, and, they, they kind of listen to it and then it's like, and they zone out and they, they, sometimes you can miss some of the things that he says. I thought it was interesting. And, you know, we're going to talk about something along these lines a little bit. I thought it was interesting that, you know, when he started talking about trading up or trading down or trading around, and I think that some people may have missed this or maybe they didn't, but. He he seemed to specifically say, "Look, all of it happens when they reach out to us." Like, th- did you catch that? That yeah. he basically yeah. implied that that most of these situations with the trades, like they want to be in a situation where they are approached by a team as opposed to approaching another team. That's what I think he meant by that whole. Uh, if you don't hear me, uh, if you don't hear the phone ring, and that's me, calling Comment yeah. right? Is that yeah. they already laid the groundwork that hey. If you guys are interested in trading back, you know, if anyone's interested in trading back, we're here. And then they're waiting to see who calls them, Um, which that's what they said. Uh, We may have had a report that kind of kind of counteracts that. But I'm but I'm interesting to see how those two kind of ideas fit together.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's just get into it. Uh, Our guy, Mike Fisher, says uh, right before we came on breaking two NFL team sources which probably are teams that the Cowboys have talked to right about a trade, uh, say the Dallas Cowboys are trying to trade into the top 14 or so uh, of the NFL draft. One source says the Cowboys are desperate to do so with one pinpointed target. Um, it's important to remember that, again, our guy Fish, he, uh, he covers quite a few different NFL teams. He's got great sources. So I'm sure he's hearing this not only from the Cowboys side of things, but from other teams That he happens to cover that maybe have the 13th pick in the draft and reside also in Texas, (laughs) right? Uh, First of all, before we get to the player, do you buy this that the Cowboys are trying to trade up? Well, I mean, again, I think kind
1: of going back to what Jerry said, I, I think they are... Certainly interested in teams that are desperate to trade back to come and make an offer to them that they can't refuse. I, I I think that's why the wording of desperate for them to move up is a little bit counter to what we've what they've said, right? And again, are they lying? Is the is the Houston person that the Houston uh, source incorrect in the the so way? Houston. Oh yeah, potentially Houston. Sorry, potentially Houston. Uh, is the <laughs> is that source? Uh, you know, like just kind of misconstruing exactly the, the level of, of, of urgency here. That's what I don't know. Uh But I do think that the Cowboys clearly, you know, whether you believe one side or the other, it sounds like both sides would agree that the Cowboys have made uh, inquiries as to what it would take to trade up. And I think we've heard pretty consistently that they have some people in mind, and this report seems to say that it's one person in mind, that they would be going up to get if that person, specific person fell to a spot that
0: they could get up to. And it really makes sense when you think about what Stephen Jones said yesterday about how the first and second round of this draft are pretty shallow. Right. And I just don't think they want to get to a spot where, Hey, if we stay at 24 and 56, we're just taking second and third round guys. Like we'd rather just use, maybe use those picks and go get a bona fide first round player. Who is that player? I don't know. If you had to make a guess on who the Cowboys are pinpointing at, let's say 12, 13, 14, who would you say?
1: You know, I'm not I'm not going to break any news with any of these names. These are all names that we've talked about. It's it's Cross, it's it's Thibodeau, it's, I would say, Evan Neal. If, if, for me personally, I don't know how they feel about him. Um, you know, I, I think the other name that we need to throw out here, just because I, I keep hearing it associated with this trade-up, you know, conversation. And this may just be smoke is Drake London. They did bring him in for a 30 visit. We all kind of, you know, scratched our head a little bit when we saw his name and Charles cross, uh, simply because, well, we weren't exactly sure how much of a, uh, a scheme fit for what he does. He is, uh, and also the, the, his draft stock is significantly higher than where the Cowboys draft. So, Uh, I have to think that he's someone that they are considering simply because he's on the 30 visit. We've heard a little bit of rumblings here and maybe the thought process is you get Drake London and they can use CD lamb more in the slot. Maybe they're kind of going opposite of what we've been speculating. Maybe they want to move him more around a little bit more and they need someone more solid on the outside to pair with Michael Gallup.
0: Or you make London your slot receiver. See, that's the part that to me that I, I thought about today. It's Okay. I have concerns if you have to play London on the outside because I'm, he's not – he doesn't have long speed. Like, he just doesn't have it. Um, his quickness is – it's okay, actually, for a guy of his it's pretty size. pretty good for a yeah. guy his size.
1: He could separate. That's so not if, an issue like it is like some of those other right,
0: guys. Right, so if the plan is to keep CeeDee Lamb on the outside. We know Michael Gallup is an outside receiver. Could you use London – like a kind of almost like a tight end out of the slot. I mean, I think he's a pretty good blocker too, but he's not, I mean, you're not lining him up in line, but could he do some middle of the field stuff? Some of the deep, you know, deep routes that the Cowboys like to use in the, in the middle of the field to be that sh- seam stretcher. Maybe I I could actually see him. And a couple people compared him to Keenan Allen today. I could see him having a Keenan Allen like impact from the slot.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think he's, uh, you know, it's very easy to watch some highlights of him and kind of write him off as that typical big body non separator uh, that is going to win high point balls that normally I would say you should avoid, right? Because those guys don't always translate in the NFL. Uh, if you can't get open in college you're not going to be able to get open in the NFL and the guys are more uh physical the cornerbacks are more physical so you're not going to have the, the high rate of success that you did in college on contested catches that's just not translatable um and thank you the Eagles for arts take a white side um you know and i think that it, I think london is a guy that kind of gets put into that bucket despite his game not being like that he does have separation ability he does get out of his breaks really well he does sink his hips and and change direction well uh i agree that he probably doesn't have great long speed you kind of see that on tape and obviously by the fact that he didn't want to get do a 40 time that kind of indicates that uh but i w- i think that if you're talking about putting him in the slot big slots are all the rage now uh yeah. and, and and i think that uh I, I think that that's kind of going back towards you know, more of what they're looking. And I think that's the same thought process there with Traylon Burks, right? Is that you, you would you would use him a ton in the slot early on with, you know, slowly kind of moving his way outwards. Can I just make one more point real quick sure. about the trade-up right. to Drake London? I think the other thing, the other angle of this that we haven't discussed, that we haven't talked about, um, is the super seniors in this class that are coming out. Now, they talked about it in the press conference yesterday that, the 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 draft is not very deep i mean it's not it's not very i'm sorry it's not very uh, thick at the top yeah. it's very deep and beca- it's very deep because you've got all these 2 years of guys who have been waiting that weren't you know, the elite of the elite that were going to be drafted, uh, you know, their junior and sophomore, redshirt sophomore years that are now coming out. So there's yep. this huge glut of players that are kind of the middle class of the, what will eventually be the middle class of the NFL that are coming out that will be available in the fifth round. And I think what that'll end up doing is that'll make your undrafted free agent class really, uh, uh, really strong. What does this have to do with Drake London? I think the idea of trading up is made a lot more palatable if you feel like you can get better quality players, players that can actually contribute uh, later in the draft than you normally would. And I think that makes the whole process a little bit easier to swallow if you have to give up a pick to go up and get someone like him.
0: I think they believe that we have four fifth-round picks. Two of those guys can make the roster and be contributors this year, right? But in most years, those fifth-round picks don't make the team. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they think, "Hey, our linebacker depth isn't great. But if we just wait to the fifth round? We'll grab somebody there. Um, we need a you know another cornerback, Hey, Let's wait to the fifth round. We can grab somebody there. So go up and get a guy that you grade as a top ten player. I'm just not convinced it's Drake London, Lane. I think I, that's I, totally my, fair. My guess, and listen, I could be totally wrong. I, I, it sounds like they do have interest in Drake London. He was a thirty visit." There's just something about that one that doesn't make a ton of sense to me and it makes me a little suspicious. But there is a guy that I think makes more sense for them around that same range. And I want to talk about him, but let's, uh, let's take a quick break. That's a tease for you
1: guys. Excellent tease.
0: tell uh, so you guys about Blue Nile. Are you looking for some fine jewelry for that special woman in your life but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. And trust me, I'm going to need Blue Nile's help after this weekend when I have 30 oh, people over in my house all weekend long and my, my wife has happened to do everything. Uh, uh, you to go to BlueNile.com. Uh, you can easily navigate to thousands of fine jewelry options at every single price point. And this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And On Cowboys listeners will get $50 off 500 this podcast exclusive is only good through uh, Mother's Day. Just make sure you're using promo code Lockdown. That is promo code Lockdown.
1: All right, my, my wife's definitely gonna need some blue nail. Yeah, to, it's, it's, it's everything that four, happens. Our poor wives this weekend. They yeah. just they,
0: they get abandoned and yeah, absolutely. Right. So, if the Cowboys trade up inside the top 14, I still mm. think offensive line is a the spot they're more likely to look at, and yeah. we'll see if Cross falls. Maybe somebody like Evan Neal falls a little bit. I saw today, like, he's falling to 9 and 10 in some mocks. I I still think that's – I mean, if he falls that far, go do that. But the one non-offensive lineman that I think makes the most sense is Jamison Williams because the one thing the Cowboys lacked at receiver not only last year but over the last several years is speed. They just don't have anybody that can stretch the field vertically that makes teams – nervous right michael gallup doesn't have that cd lamb is a fantastic player but he doesn't have that i think jameson williams is the guy plus we've heard some reports from charles robinson that the cowboys have done a lot of work it just feels like that's the guy that makes more sense for the offense here's Proven. i mean that's
1: that's definitely my choice you know that's that's the guy i want i mean you know look the drake london thing you're kind of you're you're putting pieces together right you hear whispers he was on the 30 visit you're totally right the reason we haven't discussed him as much is because to us as far as a fit for what the cowboys offense already has it doesn't make a ton of sense how 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 different is he than what you have in Ceedee lamb how different is he than what you have in uh in in michael gallup you know he's He's definitely a slower version of 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 what Amari Cooper is at the very least, and not the same route runner. I mm-hmm. think if you're trying to get better, you're trying to diversify your wide receiver room. You're trying to add speed to this offense. Jamison Williams immediately does that. Jamison Williams immediately adds that to your offense. I think Olave would have a similar-ish effect, but again, there's a reason that I think that Williamson is the best fit for this team. I've said it. Since we've talked about wide receivers, uh, that speed, that ability to take the ball and and just be a threat, and, and even without the ball, just to kind of make the safeties play back because he's on the field, that's going to open things up all over this offense in a way that it felt like at the end of the year, things were getting very congested in the passing game. Yep. I think a guy like Jamison Williams will take the top off of it and open things up underneath for guys like Gallup, Schultz, and, and, and uh, not Cooper, Lamb. <laughs>
0: No, it still hurts. Uh, You mentioned Chris Alave. I I just sent out a tweet before we came on. That's the wish for me at 24. And if it takes a small trade up, I would be happy with that. But if you're trading up inside the top 14, I think Williams has to be the target because he just has something that the rest of the offense doesn't have and something they really need. And I know there's some concerns about, okay, you'd be trading for a receiver coming off an ACL when you just paid a receiver coming off an ACL injury. I just don't worry about September that much anymore, Landon. Like, it's just it's not a big deal, right? Like, you're drafting this guy in the first round with the idea of he's on our team for the next five years. What's he going to be like in 2023, in 2024? I'm just not concerned about what preseason looks like for the Cowboys or even what week one, week two, week three looks like. It's just, it's just not a big deal to me. Let, let's just say this.
1: In the modern NFL era, especially in a 17-game season and the last five to six years – week one week two week three never been more meaningless they are the preseason yeah like most teams are dealing you know that whole idea of going zero and three and not making the playoffs i don't know that that applies anymore just because there's so much more room to make up that distance the the disparity is is what way it is i think you know look Even not there's that an I think extra count- wild card spot that's the other yeah. thing
0: that we, we forget there's one extra team making the playoffs every year
1: So my point is, is not that you should just sacrifice those games or anything like that. But the point is, is that you don't make long-term plans based on three weeks out of a potential four to five year career. Especially
0: for a rookie, right? Like the first three weeks of a rookie's career the most meaningless of the five-year rookie contract, right? Like even if he was healthy, like what, 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 yeah. what's the, what's the expectation for a rookie wide receiver, not, right? Right. So, I mean, now you can make an argument. Well, you know, Williams might not be up to speed by the time the season goes on. And it, this is really more of a play for 2023. That's fine. All the Cowboys moves this offseason have indicated that they're, they're looking ahead to 2023 anyways. Right. I, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to take all of training
1: camp to tell Jamison Williams and, Hey go run down the field and run a nine route. Hey take this uh take this uh reverse, take this uh uh jet yeah. sweep you know I, I think the things that you're asking a guy like Williams to do don't necessarily require a bunch of nuance up front and he can learn the nuance as he's yeah toasting corners on the outside and, and stretching the field with the safeties.
0: And if you need a receiver to get you through the first six weeks of the season hypothetically, why don't you just go grab another Alabama free agent? that has some Julio ties with Jones. Julio it's Jones let's do just, it it's I um, mean that's um, not about honestly I don't, I, I've been thinking about this more and more like if once yeah. we get past the draft and let's say the Cowboys do get Jamison Williams that one makes a lot of sense like bring Julio in you know that he's not going to stay healthy for the whole year and that's fine you don't need him to you just need him to help you get off to a fast start
1: I agree I mean I think that that, it, that all kind of makes sense obviously Marcus and I had spoken previously about the Julio Jones thing that's why that came quite quickly. Yeah. But I, I think it makes a ton of sense. I mean, it's just, you know, again, you, 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 what you don't want to rely on Julio Jones is to be your number one wide receiver throughout the year. No. If you can basically rent him for the first few weeks and then, you know, maybe even have him at the end of the year too, now you're
0: cooking with gas. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's talk about what we expect the Cowboys to do tomorrow. Mm. Do, you, do we expect them to be aggressive? Because that, I mean, I think at this point, Landon, I will be shocked if they pick at 24. I, I just will be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that seems right. I, I think that the, the the talk has been at an all-time high as far as the potential of them trading. You know, I, I think, I don't know that we've, we've heard of them, you know, throwing chum, like they said, they always throw chum in the water. But I think that, you know, we've heard a lot more smoke about them trading this year than I feel like we have in, in any year. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think that they understand what kind of you know uh, uh free agency offseason they've had so far. i think they want to make a big splash so yeah. i would not at all be surprised i think they'll be smart about it i don't think they're just gonna trade up for you know any reason i think well they, they i also have...
0: think i think they really trust their scouting staff. i think yeah. they trust that they can get not only get the player right in round one but hey if we get to day three and we need to go get a couple guys that can contribute. They can do that. In fact, they've been better at drafting on day three than they have on day two the last five, six years anyways, right? So, hey, if we have to burn a second-round pick to move up 10 spots, we're fine with that. We, we feel good about what we can do the rest of the way. Second second, and
1: third rounds where they've taken their risks. You know, They take their big swings. They, they like to take their first-round players that have something wrong with them that made them fall to the second round. And that's why they take those risks. And part of that is, like we said, they feel confident about their ability to find players later in this draft, and later in any draft, and especially this draft. I would have to think because of how yeah. deep it is
0: at the bottom. Uh, any other just general thoughts about what the Cowboys probably are going to try to do tomorrow?
1: <sighs> you know, I, I, I've been getting lots of calls from friends, and they're asking me who they think that you know the Cowboys are going to be picking. You know, at this point, it's still like if I'm a betting man, it's still hard not to say Kenyon Green. Or that's why I keep saying
0: if they stay at 24, I would almost be shocked if it's anybody else. I, I,
1: I, I am predicting something unpredictable as my choice. But if I have to predict something, then I'm predicting the predictable of of them taking Kenyon Green. I tend to think that the chances of them staying at 24 and picking a player are. Probably less than them doing anything else, right? Than than yeah. than trading up or down, um, but we'll see. I mean, it, again, it's not even necessarily their choice. It's not like oh, they've made this decision and that's this is what they're gonna do. I think they have several different scenarios that they will react to and then make the decision. So you know that's why you don't make this trade. Right now is because you don't know the way the board is going to fall. If the board falls a certain way, I have no doubts that they'll go up and get the player that they're targeting. And if it doesn't, I have no doubts that they'll either pick someone at 24 that they like or potentially try to trade back and and figure out a way to get
0: someone they like while picking up a few extra picks. I just want to make one more note that picks 12, 13, and 14, that's the Vikings, that's the Texans, and that's the Ravens. Uh, the Vikings have a new general manager who comes from the Andrew Barry school of trade back, trade back, trade back. Nick Casario comes from New England, trade back, mm-hmm. trade back, trade back. And then you've got the Ravens who are the king of trading back, right? And those teams aren't afraid to take on the surface a lesser value trade to move back yeah. because they understand the value of stockpiling picks. That's why I think you're hearing top 14 is because there's three teams there that probably would love to move back and add a bunch of picks. So and, yeah, go ahead. I'll just add the fact that you have three of them
1: means that Jerry can play the three against each other to try to get the best deal. Well, you know, oh, that sounds like a good deal, but I got Houston on the line, and they're willing to do it with the uh, for for less than that. No, 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 no. So I think that's why, even more so, we talked about the value of trading up is going to be uh, less expensive than it probably would be in normal years.
0: Absolutely. Um, so keep an eye on that I, i'm gonna be really interested there's a couple guys that i'm rooting for to fall just like to the you know the nine ten area just to see if the cowboys would trade up but yeah i think once we get to 11 12 that's when things are going to start heating up so make sure uh at that point of the draft you're glued to your chair because i don't think you you can afford to just sit and wait for the cowboys to pick at twenty four. Uh, all right, we've got one more fun segment that we're going to do before, uh, before we head out. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bilt Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better and eat right thanks to Bilt Bar. And it's because it's not really all that hard to do. Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and you can guarantee that I'll have about five of them sitting next to me during the draft as I'm nervously eating. Uh, Built bars contain only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar, and it's not even a contest. Uh, So go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off Uh, your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, uh, one of our partners here on the Locked On Cowboys podcast is Bet Online, and they've sent us some odds to talk about. So. Uh, we're going to run through a bunch of these. Uh, these are some over unders on players. Just some that are cowboy related, guys. Some that aren't. Uh, and I just want your thoughts, Landon, since you are a uh, degenerate gambler, from what I've heard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh So are you ready? Let's we'll, let's do these rapid fire. Okay. So Absolutely. Yeah. Just to just to be clear, we'll start with like a, a Mod Gardner. His over under is five and a half. If you're saying over, you think he's going to get picked at six, seven, eight. If you say under. He's gonna be picked one, two, three, four. Pretty easy. Uh yep. so Saab, sauce Gardner, five and a half.
1: Under. I think he might go a little bit higher than that. The teams are really liking him. It sounds yeah. like.
0: I would agree with you. Uh Arnold Ebacetti. Seems like that's somebody that people have yeah. really started to like. 32 and a half.
1: Uh, shout out to John Owning for making this guy a first rounder <laughs> basically by himself. Uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm uh,
0: gonna
1: I'm going to take the under, I think. Yeah. At the 32, that's a good number, honestly, because I think that's right
0: where he'll go. Bernard Reinman, the offensive tackle from Central Michigan, 39 and a half. Oh, 39. Wow, that's a good number. See, that's a guy that I would trade up for God. if he's around that area. They're good at this. I know. Uh, <laughs> um
1: push can i say push i, I think 39 <laughs> might be where he picked
0: it's picked right i'll like, say I, slightly I, under just because offensive yeah. tackles go early but yeah i Probably i like Ryman a lot. yeah uh charles cross six mm. and a half
1: i'm gonna go over i think i i i, 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 so. I don't i think there's some teams that are concerned about the the you know the, him coming from an air raid offense and you know he doesn't quite get his hips low as as you'd like that may be what's driving his uh, his slide down the boards. Chris
0: Olave, sixteen.
1: <sighs>
0: my heart says over. Uh, we want him to be over. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna say under. There's I'm, just there's too much about his game that you like. I'm gonna
1: say over. I okay. I think that not, not despite the fact that he's my number one receiver in this class. I, I think that some teams are viewing him as wide receiver too and, and not someone uh, necessarily special. And I think they're lots of teams are making mistakes. Uh,
0: Derek Stingley, we got him at six or seven and a half.
1: I think it's under.
0: I I, I, I think somebody's going to pick him high. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, it. Devin Lloyd, 19 and a half. I would say way over. I I, I don't over. see him going in the top 20. I don't either. Yeah, over. De- Devontae Wyatt, 29 and a half feels pretty low but i know there's some off the field stuff
1: there's some off the field stuff that we're starting to hear whispers about so i do wonder if it might be i'm gonna take the over over i'm taking the over drake london 11 and a half i think i'm taking the under i think he probably
0: goes at 10 yeah it feels like 10 is a good spot for him um we'll see evan Neal, six
1: uh, under i think i mean yeah. if it makes sense I, we're hearing something about a knee and a shoulder i think for him uh but i think that might be attempts to go lower go,
0: if you go under if he goes to the panthers at six that's a push right so you get your money back yeah. i think there's a chance he goes uh full five to the giants i think that's a good one I think uh, all right a couple other cowboy related ones um what do you think about jameson williams 11 and a half I th- what was what was Alave's
1: 16? I think it's over. I think he, you know, likely goes in that 12 or 13 range, or you know, like where, like, yeah, I think it's just past that. Yeah.
0: Zion Johnson, 24 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, I'm pretty comfortably there because I think he either goes to New England at 21. Arizona at 23. Arizona, or yeah.
1: I, I would take that under for, okay. if I was a gambling degenerate. <laughs> Traylon <laughs> Burks, 23 and a half. Um, I, he's a tough one because I think teams are going to w- see him wildly different. Yeah, um, I would
0: say over.
1: What, what was it, 28? 23 and a half. 23.
0: Yeah, I'll take the over on that. Quay Walker, 32 and a half under baby all day long give me that uh i mean if you guys can't tell there there might have been some wagering here by i may i may, I may have I, I marcus calls me a degenerate
1: de, de- 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 gambler <laughs> despite the fact that i made my first bet in probably a decade lasting and i and i took
0: quay walker to go in the first round so just uh, everybody
1: fine. get your bet, bets in there if you're if you're trying to that's follow my
0: lead all so, right that is it for today's show we need to plug uh tonight's show that we're doing yes. we'll do a one last mock draft simulator uh, I'm sure there'll be some draft tidbits and nuggets that come out between now and then. So make sure you guys tune into that. We'll try to maybe run through a couple scenarios that the Cowboys could potentially see happen on Thursday. And then, Landon, it's it's draft time, it's draft buddy. In, in what, Pop 2012? in the VHS,
1: Marcus. You, you got to see some uh, – some, uh, what's his name? Uh, draft draft day. Day. I got to see yeah. Kevin Costner. Oh, I'm Kevin so Costner. excited. Kevin Costner.
0: Every every draft day morning I watch it. It gets me so excited. I've,
1: I can't wait to see that live tweet. Guys, make <laughs> sure you check us out tonight. It's 6 p.m. Pacific, yes. 8, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern on uh, the Locked On YouTube channel. Uh, we will be
0: there ready to go through a simulator. It'll yeah. be a lot of
1: fun like it was last time.
0: And we're going to do a show after the, the draft on Thursday. Um, that'll be out late Thursday night, early Friday morning, so you guys can uh, – hear us live react to the Cowboys' picks and the trade-up that they might or might not make. We'll see. Uh, but follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. Again, you get Locked on Cowboys over there. Follow Lynn at McCoolBCB. Uh, you can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys tonight. Bye, everybody.